Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This week on the show, our pop culture references, we talk about Blue Studio Ghibli film Kiki's delivery service and fortune cookies. It is the last week of September 2022, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. Hi. My name is Linnea. I'm sorry, Evan, were you going to say something? No, no, it's fine. Continue. (laughs) My name is Linnea, and I'm joined this week by my co-host, Evan. That's me. And Brian. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. So, let's start off this week with our pop culture references. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Do you two know the company Maxis? Yeah, they made The Sims. I ran across something. So, Sims 4 has been out for a while now, Mm -hmm. and... I think they want to get more people to play it. So as of October 14th, the base game of Sims 4 is free. Oh, I did hear about that. You'll be able to download it and just play it. So if you've never played The Sims, you'll be able to check it out after October, what did I say, 18th? (laughs) No, I can't remember. I wish they would just make a Sims 5 instead of just keeping people with The Sims 4. Yeah, October 18th. So all the the DLCs or the, the extra college life or school life or whatever those things you know the extra ones pets i don't know those are all extra you still have to buy those but the base game is free so yeah if you've never played it check it out my pop culture thing is that there's finally a confirmed release date for the zelda breath of the wild sequel and it's called legend of zelda tears of the kingdom and it's coming may 12th 2023 what are your thoughts on it well, I'm excited because I've been waiting for four years. <laughs> Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is a great game. And it looks like it's keeping the same style and adding on a lot of parts to the Hyrule that we already know. Mm-hmm. When are you two going to do a podcast about it? Maybe sometime. We Yeah, we would need to get some of your friends on it. Yeah. My pop culture reference for this week is that there is a Netflix show happening that is created by a YouTube animator. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, a famous YouTube animator, The Odd Ones Out, is making a Netflix show. I don't think Dad knows that guy. (laughs) He just animates different things or stories about his life, and they're all very funny. Okay, and the name of the show? When did it come out? I think it's called Oddballs. It is coming out on October 7th. Oh, so not too far away. Is it going to be a bunch of episodes or what? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be multiple episodes. I'm excited for it. The trailer lo- for it looks fun. Now on to our review this week of Kiki's Delivery Service. On our very first episode of Lunchbox Reaction, we reviewed a movie by Hayao Miyazaki called Nausicaa the Valley of Wind. On the very first episode of our uh, next year, we reviewed Totoro, 
And so this year we thought we would again do another Hayao Miyazaki movie, and this year we chose Kiki's Delivery Service. It's an animated movie that came out in 1989. It tells the story of Kiki, a young 13-year-old witch who sets out to have a year-long adventure and kind of earn her place. That sound good? Mm-hmm. Description? Yeah. All right. Opening thoughts. Where do you want to start talking about this movie? From the beginning, probably. What do you think about Kiki as a character? She's a good character. I feel like there's a lot of things that you could say. Throughout the movie, Kiki goes through a bunch of different problems and scenarios, and I feel like it really makes the character more interesting. Well, one thing that I noticed while I was watching the movie was that we've been watching this movie for a really long time, and when I first watched it, I was, like, really little. Like, I don't know, like, maybe five. And then, and Kiki was 13, so I always grew up thinking of her as being a lot older than me. But now I'm watching it, and I, like, actually realize that she's two years younger than me. And that was really weird. Can you imagine yourself two years ago going out for a year and living in some strange place no, with people you don't know? I would not have know? been mature enough to do that. Doing unpaid labor? Yeah, a lot of... A lot of child labor in this movie. Yeah, I, I don't know why that's like a theme. Because every time Kiki goes to deliver something, there's always child labor. Like, oh, you you got you want to stay here? You got to do child labor. You want to deliver this doll? Child labor. You want to bake a pie? Child labor. There's just so much child labor everywhere in this movie. And it's, it's a lot. Like, let me make a deal with you. If you clean my house, then I'll give you some money. I just keep paying her i mean it's good but you don't need so much child labor everybody just hire a maid i mean one of the houses had a maid but they still did child labor so the movie opens on a beautiful shot of kiki lying in a field and she decides that it's her time to head out for a year she's she has turned 13 she wants to leave on the perfect night it's full moon and she's listening to the radio and uh, one thing that i find neat about this movie is that just right from the outset, there's this clip on the radio about that there's a blimp coming. And the blimp is kind of in the background of the movie throughout. And then at the end, it becomes the major plot point or, or like concern. the climax. Yeah, the, the climax of the movie. That's the word I was looking for. So I like that it's worked in right when the movie begins. So Kiki sets out. She meets another witch. So that gives us an idea. Oh, snobby witch. Yeah. Nobody likes the snobby witch. Because she's just flying around, Kiki is, and he, and just all of a sudden, just snobby witch appears. Like, hey, what are you doing? This is my city. You can't come down here. I I, I already have a job and everything. Look at you. You don't have anything. I I'm a psychic. What are you? You're just an idiot with a dumb cat. My cat's way prettier than yours. Nobody likes snobby witch. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Now, Kiki eventually makes her way to a city. It's a very European-looking city. Yeah. It, it definitely reminds me of Sweden a bit. Mm-hmm. And the ocean ne- right next to it. And the clock tower. It's a very pretty clock tower. One of the interesting things about this movie is the time that it might take place in. It feels modern and yet old at the same time. The city is old. It's It has walls around the city. The phones they use are real old style phones, but yet they have radios. But I mean, they electric also electric microwaves. Yeah, they have they have kind of a well. I don't know if it's a microwave. It's probably more like a toaster oven. Oh yeah. And they have 
black and white TVs and there's cars, but yeah, it just, it feels old and new kind of at the same time, which I like. And yeah, the, the city is very European. It feels like, like Sweden. I love looking at things and like not being able to pinpoint them, but still like thinking that they're pretty cool. Yeah. Like if you don't know a time of something, it doesn't matter unless you're a really big historian or archaeologist. But yeah, I, I still think the town is really pretty and all the buildings are pretty. And there's a beach, which adds the, to the prettiness level a lot. So Kiki makes it into town. She gets a job working for a bakery, and she decides that she's going to deliver items since about the only thing she, thing she can do with her witch's power is fly, hence the name of the movie, Kiki's Delivery Service. She starts delivering... Many different things. Many different things, yeah. Anything that needs to be delivered. Presents, boxes. She delivers lots of, bo- lots of things that we don't know what they are just because they're in boxes. Like, there's one thing she gets that... We don't know how much it weighs, but it must be pretty heavy because she puts it on the scale and just goes, whoa. I like how they make it seem like that box especially is like insanely important. Like there's mm-hmm. something really important inside it mm-hmm. because it focuses on her climbing up the stairs, weighing the scales, flying over. It's so much just for this one box that we never actually know. This scene with this box is actually, it might sound strange, but it's it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie because... It's just the little subtle touches in this movie that I think make it so real. She grabs the box, she puts it on the scale, and she's weighing it so she can come up with a price. And she notices that she's leaning on the box, and she makes this very conscious move that, oh, I'm leaning on the box, and she pulls her hands off of it. But then she just right away leans totally on the box, and you can actually see the scale like go way up, and then she decides that's how much it weighs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just just these little touches like that. I was telling Evan and Leah that just this evening when I was watching it, and, and I've watched this movie, oh, I don't know, 10, 12 times at least. Just tonight I noticed for the first time that in one scene where Kiki is doing some baking, she actually has clothespins pinned to her sleeves so that you know they don't fall into the oven. And it's just these little touches like that. Are, they're just amazing. Yeah, I, I really like all the stuff that they added like that. And I, there's probably still a bunch that I haven't noticed, but... Just something that I found really amusing today was that at the start of the movie, there was just some character that had like a weird shirt with a cat on it with the text in full capitals cat in one scene. And I I was wondering what that was for a while. And then later on, there was this cartoon on in the background in this one kid's house. And we see the show and there's the cat on the TV. And it's the exact same one on the shirt. I found that very amusing to me. Also, there's lots of scenes where they're on the street and the, like, the background characters are like actually moving around and interacting. Like there's this one scene where, when she's getting pulled over by the police. If you look in the background, like there's this little kid throwing like this really epic tantrum and people are like trying to stop it. Kiki eventually meets uh, an older woman who is just credited as being Madame. And then she has a servant whose name is Barsa, and she helps her bake a herring pie, and then she delivers it in the rain, catches a cold, and starts to lose her power. Uh-oh. <gasps> when she loses her power, this brings up a question, because she lost her power, and now she can't communicate with her cat. And communication with animals is one of my biggest questions about this movie. First of all, 
how can she communicate with her cat when she can't communicate with any other animals? Well, I assume that's just the thing that wishes have. Like, they can communicate with their animal partner. It's it's weird, because the cat can communicate with everyone, so it seems they have, like, the same language. It is a bit weird that the animals can talk to each other. I wonder if the cat... Could the dog talk to the cat? Was that how the dog needed to open the door? Yeah, exactly. The the cat said, oh, yeah, this dog is really nice. I told him to come over here. So basically every animal in this movie is hyper-intelligent, and I don't know how they haven't started their own civilizations yet. So Gigi the cat, that's Kiki's cat's name, is is Gigi. Yeah, Gigi is shown as as being able to, to talk to her, and he can understand. He understands geese, we know. We, and crows. Crows. We, yeah, he could understand crows. He never actually... Uh, does he actually talk to the dog, Jeff? I mean, he he talk, He says that Jeff is a nice dog, but he could have just inferred that. I mean, I don't know, because we mm-hmm. never... Jeff doesn't really make that much noise. I mean, we know that the dog knew that he needs to go out of the door, so I feel like he talked to Jeff. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This this goes back to when I first saw this movie. This is the second Studio Ghibli movie that I, that I had ever seen, and when I first saw it, it was in the original Japanese. And w- one thing that I really like about this movie is that I think you can watch this in any language. Like it, it doesn't matter. So I I watched it in Japanese. There were no subtitles. It was just straight a movie that that a friend of mine had taped for me off of TV and then sent me a VHS. So I didn't know the story. And I think what's cool about it is that just watching it, you can you can kind of infer the story. You can get most of it. And and what one of my biggest questions that I always had was: there's a point in the in the story where again Kiki loses her powers, and then she can't talk with her cat anymore. And then in the end, she gets her powers back. And I always wondered: could she talk to the cat? Because in the Japanese version, I couldn't tell who was talking or who was what. And for years, I didn't know if the cat could talk again. And then there was an American version that came out, which was out on on DVD. And at the end of that movie, the cat, who was voiced by Phil Hartman, just at the end of the movie, he says, meow. And <laughs> and so, <laughs> did that really answer my question? I mean, it. I guess sort of, because when Gigi is actually a cat that, that Kiki can't understand, he actually goes, meow. Sometimes when when Kiki can't understand him, sometimes he's like, meow. Yeah. But see now, but but again, so that was the DVD version. Now this version that we just watched tonight and that I also own is the Disney version, which you can buy on Apple. And in this version, at the end, uh, Gigi just meows. He doesn't He doesn't go meow. He just does the meow. So, and, and in fact, there's a lot of subtle differences in, in some of the dialogue I've noticed between the DVD version and this Disney version. So I still don't know. You know like in my head, these different versions make it appear that 
sometimes she does understand cats again and sometimes she doesn't. And I don't know. I've come to the point that maybe adult witches just lose that power because we don't see her mom with a familiar or a cat or you know any kind of animal that she can but talk to. I feel like the mom understood him, I think, in a scene. Didn't she? I, I don't remember anymore. I always thought it was just Kiki who understood him. Yeah, I never thought that her mom understood him. Yeah, it's, it's so complicated, all this animal communication. I, I hate how in most movies every animal can communicate with other animals, but humans, which are in, the, in and of themselves an animal, cannot communicate with others. That's the drawback of being a human. So let's see, Kiki, she loses her powers. She goes and stays with a friend that she met in the forest. They have a nice long discussion about you know, finding what makes life interesting for you, what your passion is, sort of a pep talk. Kiki comes back. We get to the big crisis of the movie where there's a blimp. Again, the blimp that was mentioned right at the beginning of the movie and we've seen throughout the movie. A big gust of wind comes, blows the blimp off course. <laughs> and, and, and Barca is, in abs- and we find out Barca is kind of insane. I love Barca. Like she's just watching the horrible disaster playing out and like, wow, this is amazing. And, and when it cuts out, she's like, oh, man, I wanted to see the show. Like, a terrible accident's happening. <laughs> a terrible accident's happening. Yeah. It comes I, back on. Yes. I aspire to be Barca. Yeah. So Barca, she's kind of what, like a, a storm chaser or an accident chaser or something. <laughs> she she likes the thrill of seeing other people in danger, maybe. Because she she just takes Kiki's rim in one scene, walks out into the hallway, and starts flying around with it, like pretending she's a witch. She makes her own sound effects too. Yeah, well, it's like like if a Jedi showed up and handed us his lightsaber. I mean, I'd I'd want to play with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, someone a witch hands me your broom, and like, oh yeah, I wonder if I could fly on this. Thing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the end of the movie, Kiki gets her powers back, and she's learning to to live her year in this in this nice town. So, uh, what do you think about the animation in this movie? Very similar to Totoro. Yeah, it's the classic Studio Ghibli animation, and it's amazing. And I I love some of the t- parts where you can just, like, see her dress, like, uh, flowing Yeah, I and love the way falling. that the clothing moves in this movie. All of the clothing is done amazingly. Also, I love how with... Whenever the cat is like scared or something, it either starts sweating or its fur pops out. Yeah, like the way they animate the fur just slowly, like shivering up as he gets nervous, and or when the little beads of sweat come all over him, <laughs> or sometimes just exploding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like with Castle in the Sky when her her braids kind of pop up. <laughs> yeah. I think this anime is, is just a masterclass in how to animate a movie. I mean, the, the characters are so expressive. The backgrounds are just incredibly gorgeous. You could pause on any frame and look at the background and just spend time staring at the details. Like, I was noticing uh, in one scene, Kiki is talking with Osono, and they're, they're in the sitting room, and there's a book. And, and even the book, you can see the pages, you can see a bookmark in it. It's just... Just all these little details. One of the scenes in the forest where Kiki is looking up, and you'd swear that it's an actual photo looking up through these pine trees. Yeah, it's just simply gorgeous. I I like the meta parts too, where where Kiki meets her artist friend in the woods, and the the cartoon person is drawing with charcoal. 
So like it's a cartoon drawing other things. I think that's kind of fun. I feel like I could really relate to the um, theme of this movie. Because like, um, with Kiki, she kind of loses her witch's powers at one point in the movie. And she has to like learn how to get them back. And she goes and talks to the artist friend. And the artist friend gives her advice that, like, you know, I've had to go through. Where, like, if I spend too much time drawing and, like, obsessing over making it good, then eventually I kind of become worse at drawing and have to, like, take a break for a while and just, like, you know, kind of stop thinking about it and then I can go back and be better. I think this movie has a lot to say about how to overcome something that you think you've you've lost the ability to do. I, I feel like this is also... This might be just something that the writer is trying to show for himself in a way, maybe, to demonstrate how he feels in different times. Because, you know, like all the Studio Ghibli anim- animators and writers, they're all loved for their work, and it's great, but it's a lot. Like, every scene has a beautiful background, and every scene takes so long to make. It's a lot of effort. I like I like all key, all of Kiki's different emotions in this movie too. Oh yeah, I love her facial expressions. Like for example, when she's t- when she's worried that she's gonna eat too much waffles and get fat, fat, fat. She just looks so tired of waffles. Gigi sure doesn't mind. Also, I just I just thought of something. Do you think flying a broom is a physical activity? Like, does it require energy? Because they say it, like, uses the soul or something. Her spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it would be hard to keep your balance. Like, the brooms in Harry Potter have those obvious places to put your feet. You know, those. <laughs> but these are just, just a broom that you could use to, to sweep with. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's like, how, how do you stay balanced on there? <laughs> Got to hold on really tight. Like on those little bars at the playground that you can swing on. Like, I can barely go up on those and sit on them. Well, you know, spirits can fly. So maybe it's just like the spirit that does all the holding on. Well, maybe it's Kiki herself that's flying. She just needs to hold a broom at the same time for it to work. I wonder if Kiki ever develops any other magic. You know, we see her mom has knowledge of potions and we saw that the snobby witch, the snobby can, witch can read fortunes. fortunes but it seems like but both of them can fly and it seems like that's all kiki does do you think in the future maybe she gets any more powers well kiki's mom said that she still needs to learn how to d- use potions so i think it's just like an activity that witches can do but nobody else can do so all witches are able to do potions, but you just need to know how. I wonder if maybe going on that like one little trip when you're 13 far away is to like develop your special skill. Because like I don't know the witch who the snobby witch was like, yeah, I've started reading people fortunes. That's my special talent. Oh, and the mom sort of knew potions when she arrived at the town where the story starts. Mm-hmm. You know, she's been there since she was 13, apparently. Yeah, but I just feel like that's because her parents taught her them, opposed to her teaching Kiki because she was not ready. I don't know, something to think about. Maybe we'll have Kiki too. I, I think it's been too many years for them to <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 please don't make Kiki too. I was just saying <laughs> Kiki that. Kiki too, now in live action. No, no. <laughs> so uh, anything else you two want to say about the movie? 
Kiki is a very nice and relaxing watch. I think we watched it in our art class this year, or last year at school, and that, and it was good. We never finished it, though. Oh, yeah. It's a good movie to watch while you're also doing art or something, because it's very inspiring. All right. So, do you want to give your ratings? Yeah. My rating for Kiki's Delivery Service is a 8. Only an 8? Yeah. What's the missing the two? Um, it's not Totoro. <laughs> okay, well, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. I, since, just since it's a Studio Ghibli, if it was like any other random movie company, then it would, might, it would probably be higher. But it has to compare to Totoro. Yeah, I'm actually going to give this movie a 10 out of 10. I think this is just a perfect movie. It's The animation is great. The music is great. The character designs are wonderful. As much as I like Totoro, I think that this movie actually has more of a story. Yeah. There, there's more plot. There's more things going on. You know, T- Totoro is great. It's gentle. It's 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 you know it's the Studio Ghibli movie. But I think this one, it's telling more of a like like I said, it, it it's just telling more of a story, and I think that's what just elevates it for me. It goes beyond words. You can watch it again, just just like when I first watched it, I can tell a word of what they were saying, but I could still understand more or less what was going on. And I think that that when you get a movie like that that transcends language, uh, I think that that's something special. And I think they really achieved that with this movie. So, yeah, I would highly recommend Kiki's Delivery Service to, to anyone. All right. And with that, I guess we'll move on to... Fortune cookies. Unfortunately, this week I do not have a fortune. My cookie is empty. It's an empty fortune. Oh no! That means you're lucky. Though. I guess maybe good I'm luck. gonna maybe I'm gonna die. No, that's I don't good have luck, a remember? future. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, we all agree on that a oh, while ago. Yeah, okay. If you miss a fortune, it's good luck. Or if there's yeah, none of the cookies. Well, good for me. Yeah, good for you. My fortune is accept compliments and give praise. All right. Mine is a feeling is an idea with roots. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lunchbox Reaction. Okay, this is me signing off. Do you guys want to say bye? Uh, maybe. Maybe I do. <laughs> this is Evan signing off. That was Linnea before me. And I'm Brian. All right, find us on the web at lunchbox.net. Lunchboxreaction.net. Lunchboxreaction.net. Find us on Twitter at lunchboxreaction. You should totally message us because we will definitely not be suspicious. (laughs) 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 See you next week at the lunch table. See ya.